listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. You're listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. That's exactly what my dad says, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's me and Tiny, as always. Man, these things just get pushed back later and later, right. don't they? Sooner or later, we're going to be to one podcast a month. You know? <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, uh, is it? <laughs> we're recording this during the middle of the day on Wednesday. Yes. Very rare that I'm off during the week. Mm-hmm. You're on vacation, correct? Correct. Because that's what the union does, unlimited vacation days. <laughs> and uh, Six weeks is not unlimited. Yes. <laughs> and you and I were both extremely productive this morning. You caught yeah. me in the garage sweeping, you know, not to brag. I was sweeping out the garage <laughs> and putting up all the Christmas decorations. You were doing uh, handrail work. Yes. Which is... Installing a handrail. A lot harder than sweeping the carport out. So... <laughs> Uh, we got a lot done today, and we decided we could fit in the podcast. Yeah, we tried to record on Sunday yeah. between services. That was day after Christmas. But then some, and then also sometimes because of my work schedule. Yeah, like sometimes we can do it one afternoon, either Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, but this week. Just a little later. <laughs> we're not even. We didn't get around to it till Wednesday. This bowl week, you yeah. know. So people have probably been entertained with the SEC losing. Every bowl game has played in so far. So far. Yeah. Auburn got beat. I'm weird by Houston. Uh, strange in the Birmingham Bowl, which Birmingham has a top golf. If you watch that bowl game, it got mentioned a lot. Which is <laughs> top golf, I've heard, is oh, just the bomb. I, I agree that top golf, it looks awesome. I've never been. I think that it is funny that Birmingham is using as their claim to fame. Hey, we got a top golf right by our new football stadium. <laughs> right. I think that's weird. They got a lot more that that's going for them. Which they don't have a new stadium, do oh, yeah. they? Yeah, they built a brand new okay. stadium. I it's, thought it was renovated, but it's no, brand new. Brand okay, new. my bad. The, well, UAB my is not playing at Legion Field anymore. I don't I guess Legion Field would get torn down, which is right. kind of sad, but they're not they're not going to bring back the Birmingham Iron. <laughs> I don't think so. And if they do, they got that new stadium right there. Yeah. Protective Life Stadium is what it's called. Hmm. And uh, and so the Birmingham Bowl looked fun, unless your team ended up losing. But there were a lot <laughs> of people there. At least you there. don't have very far to tote that L back Yeah, home. <laughs> right. Well, I, mean, I would think if you were an Auburn fan, you were probably like, hey, uh, TJ Finley's our quarterback, and you know everybody's hurt and all this. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be in the Birmingham Bowl that plays at Auburn. You know we're we're probably gonna get beat going into it. That's how I would look at it, even though it's Houston. <laughs> yeah, well, Houston's not a bad team. <laughs> no, but they're not an SEC team. They're not. Although, admittedly, the SEC is not looking so good. No, we are not. We're looking like <laughs> trash. <laughs> and the Houston, when they won, tweeted out you know, like the final score graphic or whatever, and just put it, it just means more on it. <laughs> Which is amazing. I love the sauciness of teams on social media, on Twitter especially, because they'll they'll throw some jabs out there, and I love it. It's pretty funny. But we're not here to talk about sports. No. 
our team is playing in the playoffs, and hopefully we'll win. If we lose to Cincinnati, it's going to be bad. What do you think the score is going to be? I think it'll be more competitive than we think. I think we're favored by 13 points, maybe 13 and a half. That sounds about right. I think, yeah, a a couple touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But then there's a chance that we play like we play against Auburn. You know, yes, and and we get beat. So I'm still a doubter. You know, I'll be a doubter until we hold the trophy up, and then I'll be happy. And I'll be like, I told y'all so. You know, (laughs) Will Anderson, our All American linebacker, probably the best defensive player in the nation, even though he didn't get the award for it. Uh, said that they were an underdog this week, even though though so he needs me to to (laughs) tell him that I. I have my doubts about this team. I think we may only win by two touchdowns. So, <laughs> so I, I'm motivating the team. I'll probably get a ring when we win. So, <laughs> well, yeah. let me ask you this. So, how did, how was your Christmas? It was great. I okay, mean, good. Not eventful. Deidre and I got each other a washing machine, which we covered right. for Christmas. That was our gift. What about yours? It was fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't sick with COVID. Trust <laughs> a lot better than last year. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, and I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but uh, my oldest son, when it was all, and who got, just like to mention, who got a limited edition Halo Series X, sure. Microsoft Xbox Series X. All for, all for Eli. Well, for him and his brother, but yeah. it's pretty much for him. And probably you too. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but uh, it's just for Eli. The point I got is, I, dude, my hours, I don't think I've logged an hour yet. Okay. <laughs> Eli has been up there <laughs> every day, all day. Sure. Playing Fortnite, Halo, whatever. Yeah. But when it was all said and done, I remember Eli looked at me and was like, oh, this is a great Christmas, but I thought there'd be more presents. Mm. And I told him, I'm like, well, uh, Eli, you, you, your Jim Jim is is gone now, and that's a third of your Christmas <laughs> gone. So <laughs> I hate it too, but it's tough. <laughs> uh, that, that's how the permanency of death sinks into a child. Yes. So it's less presents at Christmas. Less presents at Christmas. <laughs> Which does, I mean, that that's true for everyone. Well, all of us will at one point get less presents for Christmas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know it's tough first holiday and everything. Sometimes a divorce can staff that off some because you get two <laughs> Christmases, yeah, two birthdays. Go. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's not good. Maybe Deidre and I need to split up, I mean, you know, for the I kids' mean, sake. There's not a pl- there's not a lot of pluses yeah. when it comes to right. divorce. But presence is one of yeah. the few. Well, I mean, just know that, and I've told this to Deidre, that if we ever get divorced, I'm blaming it on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that'll be healthy for them. <laughs> I want to tell them it's their it's their fault we're not together yeah. anymore. Mom and dad's not together anymore. So uh, everything was great till y'all come yeah, on. Right. I mean, we were happy. <laughs> we were doing it in the living room, you know, whenever we wanted to. And y'all ruined all that. <laughs> That's why mom and daddy don't love each other anymore. <laughs> um. Well, we're here to talk about weird news. What do you got this week? Got a story about NASA and aliens. Nice. Um, Have a story about Alexa, everybody's favorite CIA listing device. And I have a Florida man story. All right. I have a story about sniffing glue in Ann Arbor. Okay. I have a story about an 8,000-year travel ban in Israel. 
But I was going to start with this one. And John, do you remember maybe two years ago, we talked about a guy who was posing. He told healthcare workers that he had a special needs brother. Mm -hmm. The special needs brother was him pretending to be special needs. Right. He did this so he could get women to change his diaper. Yeah, naturally. Yes, of course. (laughs) Well, right. He's at it again. Oh, (laughs) up to his old tricks. (laughs) He did not learn his lesson. (laughs) Uh, The headline here, and this headline is a doozy, and we're just going to read the article together because, you know what? Here here we go. Man who posed as non-existent special needs brother to get diaper changed now faces new human trafficking charges. So human trafficking charges. Yes. I'm not sure if the human trafficking is just because maybe of the people he was dealing with, or if they're saying he was trafficking his non-existent (laughs) special needs brother. (laughs) I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on here. I read the article and it didn't really make sense to me. So maybe you can help me. I think we've shifted to just about any kind of prostitution crime. To it's shifted into human trafficking in some way. Yeah, like yeah, that plays better in the media. That way we can protect our politicians right. who yeah. really are into sure. human right. trafficking. Yeah, normalizing human trafficking. Yes. <laughs> okay, when Rutledge Dees the Fourth, that was his name. Dees, I remember Dees. <laughs> yes. When Rutledge Dees the Fourth pleaded guilty last year to tricking women into changing his diaper. One of the people he de- he deceived voiced hope that probation might change him. It did not, as far as Louisiana State Police are concerned. Dees, who is 31, was arrested Thursday at his home in the community of Meditary, I believe. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Cop said, the grown man once again plotted to trick women into changing his diaper, officials say. Investigators are trying to see if there are more victims. According to officers, detectives began a second investigation last Monday after they learned he wrote a text message showing similar behaviors to what previously got him charged. In the message, Dees indicated that he was engaged in alternative therapy and he offered to pay the victim to change his diapers, which that sentence makes it sound like he's at least on the up and up. Sure. I'm not (laughs) deceiving you. Yeah. Yeah. I just look. I need women to right. change my diaper. Sure. So, uh, as part of the ongoing investigation, detectives learned that Dees attempted to recruit the victim to solicit other babysitters to care for him while he again posed as a younger man with special needs. Okay, maybe that's where they're yeah. getting at gotcha. the human trafficking because he's he's up front with one person, right? But then, kind of like Epstein, he's like, "Look, I need you to go out and recruit all your <laughs> friends to come in here and." And change sure. these diapers. <laughs> these diapers need changing. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, police say that Dees was back at it again. They arrested him in November of 2019, saying that he pretended to be a non-existent 18-year-old younger brother living with a disability. Posing as Corey, Dees let a healthcare provider change his adult diaper so that he could become aroused. Okay. Officials said more than two years ago, uh, Investigators sought more possible victims. He ultimately pleaded guilty last December to human trafficking charges, dodging time behind bars, and only getting probation, according to WDSU. 
As part of the plea agreement, he cannot have social media, and he has to attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and also see a counselor. Where's what? How's AA going to help him? You think he's like liquored up when he's doing it or something? Know. You know, like he gets in the bottle. You know, I mean, he needs. He's got a couple of days off work, kicking back the aristocrat vodka at his kitchen table, and he starts calling home health nurses. You know, hey, I need to change my diaper. Come on, my over. name is. Rutledge D's the fourth, and I need someone to change these diapers. Uh, hopefully, he follows through with that. One of his victims said, I don't believe that he will because five years is a long time. I hope he can make himself better. But now he's back behind bars more than just more than a little over a year after his guilty plea. Online records show that he remains at Jefferson Parish Jail on a sum on a total of $100,000 bond. Yeah. For a count each of human trafficking and attempted human trafficking, he is also being held on five counts of probation violation. Okay, so well, I'm glad they got this guy off the off the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would think that using the power of the internet, you could find someone who will willingly change your diaper. Right, you know. Well, like, it sounds like he was with one person. Yeah. But then he told that person, look, you if, need they, to get me- <laughs> if they know what's going on. Right. If they know that I'm not really a special needs man <laughs> who craps in his pants. Yeah. It just destroys the fantasy for me. <laughs> Do you think it's uh, I, man, that's kind of gross. Talk about. Do you think he like soils them or just wets them before they come <laughs> over? You know, I, I was going to ask you the same question. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> but if I'm sitting in there in a poopy diaper, I'm going to have a harder time getting aroused <laughs> than if I was in just a wet diaper. You took the words right out of my mouth, Sean. <laughs> I had that exact precise same thought. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the thrill is in the chase for him, so it may not matter either <laughs> right. one. He's just got to get something in there. Because if you're changing a dry diaper, you're I mean, going to wise you, up. What are you paying for? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, no, I want you to, I need you to wrap that thing up in a Walmart sack and take it out to the curb. <laughs> Not to me. mention the healthcare worker when, when that kid is like, uh, I'm dirty. I need my diaper yeah. changed. She's going to come over and be like, no, you're not. Yeah, right. No, I really do. I need it changed. Well, he would be amazed at how fast I could change a diaper. You know, <laughs> like with my kids, I'll grab it by their ankles and slap that bad boy <laughs> on there before he's got a chance to rock up on you. You know? <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, he's 50 bucks <laughs> poor. <That's> right. <laughs> uh, look, man, I'm going to go back here in the living room, watch the game. Just holler at me when you got another one. <laughs> didn't even have time to get a stiffy. <laughs> That's right. Like, sorry, dude. I changed, no joke, Tiny, I changed diapers for 10 straight years, I think, if it was correct. Dieter and I tried to figure it up. Mm-hmm. I was constantly changing diapers. Right. So I was, and I'd never changed one before I had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have a reason to. Imagine that. I wasn't around a lot of babies, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And luckily, Deidre is like an expert pro because she'd been working in the NICU. So she showed me all the tricks, mm-hmm. and I got good at it. Well, I, w- I would, it didn't matter if they were rolling around or whatever. I get that bad boy on them, I'd do it fast. So, yeah, I didn't go 10 years, but I mean, I went about yeah. three or four years and then Golly. 
Took a seven-year break and then went right back to it. It's like riding a bicycle. <laughs> Is it? It comes right back. I can't imagine getting back into it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas's buddy, who's been his friend since kindergarten, their parents are expecting another child, and he is their youngest child, or was their youngest child until this spring when they're having a little daughter, and mm-hmm. he's 16. Can you imagine <laughs> being out of the game 16 years? I know a dude on the internet who, he is like 40, and I think he has a little brother that's like a teenager. Wow. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I Back in the day, you know, like when men could be men and we didn't have to do anything with the kids. <laughs> Except yeah, build okay. villages. Yeah, right. Like we were out, like, you know, creating the world we all enjoy right now. You know? <laughs> and, and, and we didn't have a lot of time to fool with the kids or whatever. So back then, of course, it didn't matter. You know, you're like, well, what's the matter? But now, if you're going to be any kind of husband, you got to know how to change diapers mm-hmm. and do feedings and all that stuff, you know? I will you got to work now. I will say this. My old boss, he just recently retired, but he said he never changed diapers when his yeah. kids were babies. I had another, And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. I had another friend who pulled it off. It was like, yeah, no, that makes me gag or whatever. Oh, like, come on. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the least manly thing I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard come out of somebody's mouth, you know? <laughs> But yeah, and that's how he got out of it for forever. Something tells me he don't clean a lot of fish or field dress a lot of deer. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. (laughs) That ain't that bad. I mean, my own child's poop. I mean, don't get me. I don't like it. Sure. Nobody wants to play it. (laughs) But I do way grosser stuff than that. Anyway, (laughs) apparently it's easy to trick a nurse. You know, (laughs) back to the story. Because they don't teach that in nursing school. I got Deidre. You know, I got tricked her into marrying me. <laughs> yep. So they're easily duped, I guess. Gullible. <laughs> Which I'm taking care of Thomas. He had his wisdom teeth off that are out. And that's why I'm off work today. Of course, I left him at home and just came over here to do the podcast. But he's really doing great. Did you not make one of those hilarious internet videos where you ask him a bunch of questions no. right as he comes out? Deidre the- said apparently he filmed himself. Okay. On the drive home, he just set up the camera on the dashboard huh. and just sat there and stared at it. He didn't say anything wild. All he wanted to know is if he had boogers in his nose because he's like, they've probably been looking at boogers in my nose. Right. You know, and that's, that was the only thing wild he said. I was like, why were you not asking him, you know, like, where do you keep your Playboy magazines, you know, or whatever, <laughs> yes. you know? And of course, he doesn't think You ever like got to I third do. base? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what's up with this new girl you've been dating? You yeah. Know? So, um, yeah, he's got him a new girl. And they he went on his first official, I'm going to pick somebody up, date, and all that. Is this and, the one that he was going to pick her up for school? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, they're, they're apparently, they're linked up. So, all anyways. Right. But so I'm taking care of him, and I sent this morning. I sent Deidre a message after she left, like mid morning. Hey, Thomas is doing fine. He, I'm keeping the warm compress on his face. <laughs> you know, uh, he says his pain is no different than it was this morning. All Don't you worry, I'm right yeah. here. <laughs> all he had was ibuprofen. You know, and she was sent, all she texted back because she's at work is good nursing update. You know, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so at lunchtime. Hey, you know, he's eating this and blah, blah, but through the whole thing. And then at the end, I was like, I got to be honest with you, this nursing thing is kind of easy, you know? 
<laughs> I should have done this. She still hasn't responded. <laughs> I don't know if because she's busy at work or she's offended because I followed that up with, oh, and I'm going to go over to Tiny's in a little while <laughs> and do the podcast. I told Thomas just to text me if something goes wrong. So I don't know if she's appalled. <laughs> we'll find out when she gets I'm home. I'm so good at this nursing gig. Yeah. I, I can do hey, this long distance. I didn't even throw in, hey, I got all the Christmas decorations put away, too, and rearranged the living room upstairs, <laughs> and I've, I've done a load of laundry and washed all the dishes. So, I mean, being a homemaker and a nurse, super easy <laughs> for a guy like me. I don't know what you're complaining about yeah, all the time. Right. <laughs> I got home yesterday for work because she had been with Thomas all day, took care of him. And she was like, well, you know, I wanted to get so much more done today. I wanted to get all the trees down and started going through all the stuff she she wanted to, go, wanted to do but didn't get a chance to do. Mm -hmm. And then when we were going to sleep, she was like, you need to watch this show on Hulu. It's got Steve Martin and somebody martin short in it it's real funny i watched the whole series today oh is this you know, the one about the murders something i don't know only murders in the yeah. building yeah i was appalled that she was like yeah i watched this whole season in one day today but i did <laughs> give you like a 55 minute conversation about what i didn't get to do today and yeah. hopefully you'll be able to get it done <laughs> tomorrow while you're on yeah like, yeah she duped me into it. And then when I feel like I was so proud because I was like, man, I've done all this. I've accomplished all this. That's when I was like, man, she duped me into this. You know, I didn't have to do this. I could have sat around and watched football or whatever all day long. Yeah. But I did all of this stuff huh. for her, which is crazy. All right. We got to move on. Uh, all right. So NASA, you're a big fan of NASA being a flat earther like you are. <laughs> Never a straight answer. <laughs> NASA has enlisted theologians to assess how we would react to alien life. I am offended. Granted, we're not theologians. No. But they should have at least given us a call. I would have been the perfect person. I mean, we got a podcast. Yeah. We dealt with this on this, this very show. Yeah, right. Like, we've got our finger on the pulse. We know all about aliens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we they definitely should have at least asked us, hey, who do we need to talk to? Yes. Huh. Well, the agency has hired 24 theologians to take part in its program at the Center for Theological Inquiry at Princeton University in New Jersey, which NASA gave a $1.1 million grant to back in 2014. I bet that is a sweet gig. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the CTI is described as building bridges of understanding by convening theologians, scientists, scholars, and policymakers uh, and getting them to think together and inform public thinking on global concerns. The program started back in 2016, and it aimed to answer questions that have baffled us since the beginning of time, such as, what is life? Mm-hmm. Which you get some theologians together, that's all they're probably talking about. I cannot imagine a more, like, less exciting group, a more <laughs> less exciting group than a bunch of theologians together. You know, they'll probably all think they're super smart. You know, it's like that one dude who reads, like, a Calvin book, and then, like, he won't shut up about it. You know? Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, we but can But these get are it, the dude. people who wrote those books. Yeah, right. Yeah, but these <laughs> are the people who wrote those books. Yeah. Gotta be insufferable. <laughs> uh, another question is, like, what does it mean to be alive? Where do we draw the line between the human and the alien? And what are the possibilities for sentient life in other places? Hmm. 
So now that NASA has two rovers on Mars, several probes orbiting Jupiter and Saturn, and is set to launch the James Webb Telescope tomorrow, which that did launch, by the way, um, that that thing is amazing. It's going to study galaxy, star, and planet formations in the universe. Uh, it seems that the agency is hopeful it is on the right path to discovering life outside of Earth. So they've asked these theologians to get together and kind of discuss what our response as humanity would be to alien life forms. Like, mm-hmm. what would that do? Would it throw a monkey wrench into what you and I believe or what anyone else believes? Um, religious traditions would be an important feature in how humanity would work through any such confirmation of life elsewhere, said Reverend Dr. Andrew Davidson, a priest and theologian at the University of Cambridge. Um, so because of that, it features a part of NASA's ongoing aim to support work on the societal implications of astrobiology, working with various partner organizations, including the Center of Theological Inquiry at, Prince, at Princeton. So they just go on. I mean, this is a super long article, but basically what they've said is what I've said is we don't really know what we would do and what role does religion play Mm -hmm. in our response to aliens. So I'm asking you as a representative of all Southern Baptists, (laughs) right? how would you react to aliens coming to, (laughs) if we discover there's an alien life form? Well, I don't feel I'm qualified to speak on behalf of all Southern Baptists. No, it's you. You're the one. It is my opinion that Southern Baptists everywhere would just ignore the data and say, <laughs> no, there's no aliens. Even if they landed on the White House lawn, that would be some kind of psyop perpetrated by the CIA. I ain't believing it until Trump <laughs> says it. <laughs> unless, unless Trump says the vaccine is good, in That's which right. case I'm going to boo him well, at his own rally. Yeah, big Pharma <laughs> is paying him off for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know really to but me. But I, I don't know in my in my personal opinion. I mean, the universe is a big place. Sure. I mean, I believe that the Bible tells us what we need to know for our own salvation. Right. But as far as what God has done outside of earth, uh, yeah, right. Who knows? I agree. I mean, I, I don't I, I feel like, you know, I'm just Well, if we were to if NASA were to come on the TV, this afternoon, we're like, hey, we've discovered alien life forms. Mm-hmm. My first response would be, do they want to kill us? You know? <laughs> yes. Like, let's, let's, let's suss that one out first. What you do know? they want? Yeah. <laughs> what, like, are they making demands? Do we just know about them and they don't know about us? Like, are they going to do what we did to the natives here on sure, this continent right. and make us slave away right. on their like chocolate and sugar plantations? Yeah. All right. I need to know all that first before I worry about societal's religious implications. You know? right. And then after that, I'll figure out whether I think that shakes my faith, confirms my faith, whatever, uh-huh. you know. But first, let's make sure they're not trying to kill us. And if they are, we need to ramp up the old Space Force, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all going to have to go hats off, Trump, you know? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for creating Space Force. <laughs> but yeah, I can't... Can you imagine... I mean, I'm sure there's profoundly brilliant people at the Center for Theology, whatever it is, at Princeton University. Mm-hmm. But I, I bet you it is so pretentious and just hoity. I'm looking down my nose at you, mm-hmm. toity. That I would, I would probably kill myself in front of them just to feel like, oh, you guys are ridiculous. Because 
they're all discussing theological matters all day long. And you know, I mean, you've all seen your friends who are Christians argue on Facebook yeah. about whatever, whether women can preach or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just imagine a room full of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like super smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I could do like me in there. <laughs> well, I think it's okay if women preach. You know, like, then I start like going down. How dare you? You're yeah. not even saved. Quoting saints and everything else. And, you know, this person wrote this in, you know, 600 AD. And I'm like, okay, all right, you got me, guys. <laughs> you, know? you got me, guys. Sorry. You know what I would love? What if Alien, what if NASA did? They're like, okay, well, the reason we paid you all these thousands of dollars to sit in this room and talk about aliens is because. They are real. Sure. And we're fixing to announce well, that to everybody. That's what I also, the conspiracy side of John is, they already know aliens are real. Mm-hmm. We're prepping everybody, because this is how we're going to bring everybody under the one world government that's going <laughs> to hasten the return of Jesus and Armageddon, okay? Yeah. So just get ready for that, y'all. <laughs> I already got that take. I'm throwing it out there. But I'm just saying, like, what if aliens were real and they came down and we're like, okay, so uh, so where did y'all evolve from? And yeah. they come back with, well, you know, at one point the universe was formless and void, and then God said, let there be light. Sure. Do you think all the scientists would be like, that's a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that would be... <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, guys, God created all of this. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh. Okay, I, I need to go delete some tweets real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I need to, I need to maybe uh, get some published articles I've written back, and let's <laughs> rethink this whole thing. Yeah. Kind of weird how everything balances. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wow. I guess the the last thing I'm going to say about this is that's got to be a sweet gig. Yeah, getting paid by NASA. It would be awesome to sit in a room and talk and talk about it. But it would be better if it was people like me and you in there. You know, I not think like we, super smart people. I think we more we could better represent the populace. I agree. Than all of these out yes. of touch, stuffy ivory tower types. Do you think they know <laughs> what the guy at in the Walmart self checkout line how yeah. he feels? Yeah. No, but we do. <laughs> exactly. You know, we are that guy. <laughs> like, get in touch with us, NASA. We'll help you out. They probably didn't even watch that uh, George Knapp. Joe Rogan interview. Sure. Yeah, no, they don't know about nothing. <laughs> they don't know nothing. Yeah, they have no idea. All right, John. Next story I have here. Australian man cannot leave Israel for 8,000 years Goodness over gracious. unpaid child support. <laughs> that lady's going to get hers. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> yes. yes. An Australian national living in Israel said that he is subject to an 8,000-year travel ban unless he pays an outstanding 1.8 million pounds wow. in child support payments. Wow. Noam Hubbard, a 44-year-old analytical chemist working for a pharmaceutical company, is not allowed to leave Israel until December 31st, 9,999. Goodness. <laughs> Owing to a 2013 stay of exit order handed down after a family court case was brought by his ex-wife, according to news.com.au. The court ruled Huppert must pay 5,000 shekels, which is roughly 1,200 pounds a month, for each of his two children until they turn 18. 
It was not immediately clear whether he has made any payments to date or whether he must pay the entire sum in advance in order to lift the stay of exit. It appears the year 9,999 was arbitrarily set because it was the highest possible date allowed on the online system. So this is a judge <laughs> who just went 9999. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so mad, yes. you know. Uh, Hubbard's former spouse, an Israeli national, moved back to the country in 2011 when their children were aged three months and five years old. He followed in 2012 and says he has not been able to leave for any reason, including his work, in the eight years since the court ruling. Since 2013, I am locked in Israel, he told news.com.au, adding that he was one of the many foreign nationals persecuted by the Israeli justice system only because they were married to Israeli women and that he was speaking out to help others who may suffer this literally life-threatening experience. Oh, life-threatening? That's a little much. Yeah, that seems a little much. (laughs) Israeli family law has been frequently criticized for discriminating against women. In 2018, the finance ministry found that 43% of divorced fathers refuse to pay any child support to their ex-spouse and single mothers who rely on the state for funds because the father of their children do not pay were hit by funding cuts this summer thanks to budget disputes. Which, I mean, if that's the case, if that's really what's going on, how was this lady able to get such a favorable favorable ruling? (laughs) To get the right judge. That's all it takes. A 2017 Supreme Court ruling, however, ruled that fathers should no longer be solely responsible for alimony, particularly in cases where their ex-wives earn more than they do. Truth be told, the core of family law in Israel, the laws of marriage and divorce, are characterized by a lack of equality between men and women. Judge Noam Solberg said at the time, despite this, there's no justification for unequal division of child support payments. In its travel advice for Israel, the U.S. State Department includes a warning to citizens that Israel's civil and religious courts actively exercise their authority to bar certain individuals, including non-residents, from leaving the country until debts or other legal claims against them are resolved. So if you are going to the promised land, whatever you do, do not knock up a woman while you're over there. Well, yeah, I mean... uh, you need to pay your child support, bottom yeah. line, right? I think that's the like the bare minimum of what you could do as a father, mm-hmm. you know, is who help contribute to another life being on the planet. And, and I don't hate the sentence, honestly. <laughs> and I believe the earliest pregnancy test you can get is what, a week? I have no idea. <laughs> so for travelers, pack light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, that's, I mean, this... This dude is screwed. I mean, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> yeah. You better start paying your child support. That's <laughs> that what would I would be do. My advice. Just yeah, step pay one. Yeah. Pay your child support if you want to leave, or just be like, well, I guess I'm I live in Israel now. I mean, I'm too lazy to do the math. It said that in what was it, 2013, her kids were five and mm-hmm. three months. So he's got another 10 years to go. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> until they're 18. Yeah. If that's even when you get out then over there, I don't know. Well, it says that he has to pay 5,000 shekels a month until they're 18. Okay. Which, I mean, what if he just never pays? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> can, can she get him for back child I, support? I guess he just has to sit in Israel for yeah. forever. You yeah. know, I don't know. Like, maybe he's like, I'm not paying. Them mm. kids ain't mine. I don't know. And this is the promised land anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus, come back here, y'all. I want to be here. 
Thank God for the Iron Dome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the best defense system the United States government could buy for another country. Uh, <laughs> that is universally hated by its neighbors. That's yes, right. No, I, <laughs> yeah, we will you help? I mean, I wouldn't mess with Israel. They're, there's pretty fear, fierce, you know. Yeah. But we we help Israel out a lot. So, well, let's move on to Alexa. Do you have an Alexa? I do not. Okay. I have one in my office. <laughs> Alexa terrifies me. I have one in my office, and the kids, well, Libby and Thomas have one in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Well, Alexa tells a 10-year-old girl to touch a live plug with a penny. Okay, right again, everyone should just listen to me. Once again, I was right, and y'all need to just listen to what I say. The suggestion came after the girl asked Alexa for a, quote, challenge to do. (laughs) Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs, the smart speaker said. (laughs) I mean... This is this is worse than just hey sure. go put a penny in a light socket. I mean, this is step by step instructions to get electrocuted. Yeah. Well, it's gonna trip the breaker. Okay, <laughs> like, it'd be all right. Let's let's be honest here. Would it though? Uh, right, have, let's do it right now and find out what happens. It will hopefully. Amazon Eli, said get it. Get in here. <laughs> Amazon said it fixed the error as soon as the company became aware of it. The girl's mother, Kristen Livedahl, described the incident on Twitter. She said, we were doing some physical challenges like laying down and rolling over, holding a shoe on your foot from a physical education teacher on YouTube earlier. Uh, Bad weather outside. She just wanted another one. And that's when the Echo Speaker suggested partaking in the challenge that it had found on the web. (laughs) The dangerous activity known as the Penny Challenge began circulating on TikTok and other social media websites about a year ago. Metals conduct electricity. Okay, we don't need to go through how you get shocked. Everybody ought to know. Uh, Says, I know you can leave, uh, you can lose fingers, hands, and arms. Uh, Michael Klusker, who's the station manager at a fire station, told uh, a newspaper in 2020, the outcome from this is that someone will get seriously hurt. Which, that's all fake, because John said he'll trip the breaker. <laughs> I, that's right. I mean, <laughs> hopefully that's John what happens, knows right? better than this fireman. I mean, I mean yeah. come on. He don't know what he's talking about. He's a fireman, not an electrician, <laughs> Tiny. We ha- he and I have the same amount of electrical knowledge, you know? right. like training and all that. He's a fireman. Don't listen to him. Yeah. He's just a fire. He puts out fires and he takes care of people. You know, and when first you don't aid know what caused the fire, you tell the family it was electrical. Sure, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so I'm just as right as he is at this point. Uh, so Miss Miss Livedaw tweeted that she intervened when her daughter asked about that uh, by yelling, "No, Alexa, no." Uh, however, she said her daughter was too smart to do something like that anyways, because everybody thinks her kid's a genius, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Including me. Which, I'm sure she knows her kid's a genius, which is why she shout out, no, Alexa, no, <laughs> yeah, don't right. do that. Customer trust is at the center of everything we do, and Alexa is designed to provide accurate, relevant, and helpful information to customers, said Amazon in a statement. As soon as we became aware of this error, we took swift action to fix it. Hmm. So, 
There you go. Don't go sticking pennies into light sockets. And don't do what a computer tells you to do. How about that? Well, I mean, you do that a lot every day. Well, we all do that a yes, lot every day. I mean, day. yeah, the argument is, I mean, if you ask for directions. Yeah. And I mean. No, I know. Remember that time that GPS told Michael Scott to drive in a lake and That's he did it? That's right. So. I was explaining to Thomas the other day how we used to, like, how I went to South Dakota and back when I was 18 with a roadmap. And yeah. that was it. With know? a Rand McNally roadmap yeah. from Walmart. No cell phone, nothing. Just, we were just out there living, mm-hmm. you know, figuring our way across the country. And yeah. we made it back alive. And so I, was, he, I can't remember where he was going. He was like, I'm just typing in my GPS. And I was like, you young, like, you know, <laughs> y'all don't know. Back in the my day. John comes yeah, out. Right. <laughs> back in my day. But it was true. It's a different world now. My was, kids used to listen to computers. I remember I told my kids, you know, we used to answer the phone and we had no idea. Absolutely. <laughs> it was yeah. on the other side. I still will answer numbers I don't know because it's, I'm just conditioned to like, mm-hmm. well, if it's somebody I don't want to talk to, I can hang up. Like, it's not like you're in my face. People are always like, I don't want to talk. I'm like, well, you don't want to talk to them. Hang up. But yeah. it could be somebody you want to talk to. You mm-hmm. never know, you know? Yeah, I control my cell phone. Or I mm-hmm. just won't answer it sometimes. But most of the time. You got to go. No, that's uh, my, that's my friend Brody. What's up, Brody? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Brody. Shout out to Brody. Great human. It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Well, this is going to be my last story, John, and I picked this out specially for you. Residents urge Ann Arbor officials to decriminalize glue sniffing. Okay. So there we go. <laughs> Congratulations to Looks like the a residents move is of Ann Arbor. Yeah. This is like a move to Michigan's in order. Ann Arbor officials finalize updates to a city ordinance this week which crim- with criminal penalties for sniffing glue going against the wishes of residents who argued that it should be decriminalized. City Council voted 10 to 0 in favor of revisions to an existing law that make inhaling glue fumes to induce intoxication or aiding a child in doing so a misdemeanor crime punishable by 90 days in jail and or a $500 fine. Hmm. The new language updates the list of commonly inhaled glues Since the prior list was from 1966 and didn't include substances found in stores today, Deputy City Attorney Arrain Slay said, Slay suggested it's more likely the law would be used to get someone into substance abuse treatment than sticking them with a criminal record. Additionally, the updates include using gender-neutral language and more clearly spelling out the penalties. City officials said that the updates are part of a broader series of progressive reforms, but several residents voiced concerns at a public hearing and on social media. Quote, I love sniffing glue. Y'all can't take that away from me. This is America. It's my right as an American to sniff glue. It's legal. You can buy it at Walmart. I hope that when we're looking at our city ordinances, we can put our progressive hats on and realize that it's time to end the war on drugs. Resident Michelle Hughes told the council, People use substances to cope in life, and it doesn't help to arrest them and put them through the criminal legal system, even if they're placed in a diverse diversion program. What's a diversion program? That would be like what we call down here drug court, which is where you don't go to jail. You got to go to counseling and random drug tests and all that. Okay. 
If we want to give people help, we could just give them help, she said. But instead, arresting people and putting them through criminal diversion court is going to make their lives more difficult. It's going to put them under constant police surveillance and it's going to make them take drug tests, go to court mandated meetings. I don't think we should be thinking of ourselves as progressive if this is what we're doing to people who need help. Amy Goodman, another resident who spoke, called it a bit crazy. The city is talking about progressive values while rewriting an ordinance criminalizing substance abuse. It sounds like faux progressive nonsense that sometimes makes Ann Arbor a bit of a laughing stock in terms of our politics, he said. Council also heard from Ashley Shukate, a member of the Michigan chapter of glue sniffing, I'm kidding, (laughs) (laughs) of Public Health Awakened, who said the updated ordinance falls short of creating a health-centered environment for city residents and visitors. Some noted the city decriminalized marijuana in the 1970s and last year effectively decriminalized all psychedelic plants and fungi, including psilocybin mushrooms, by declaring them the city's lowest law enforcement priority. Okay. So fair enough. <laughs> Ann Harbor's a good place to go <laughs> fair for enough. Yeah. All you Well, it's a college town, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, and much like Tuscaloosa is one of the more progressive pockets in Alabama. Right. You know, you just get that because we all know that colleges are liberal indoctrin- indoctrination centers. <laughs> all of our boomer uncles have told us that. And that's what happened. So <laughs> Uh, it just goes on and on and talks about it, but I guess it's a it's a fairly lengthy article. Well, I agree with the point that the lady said is like we have lost the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, like we should withdraw from this war. Well, I'm not was- smart enough to offer an alternative, mm-hmm. but whatever we're doing has not worked in any way. You know, my question is what I mean. What do you? Who was the last person who got? prosecuted for sniffing glue. Yeah, I don't know. You know, because, I, I mean, I don't know. It seems like one of those laws that's on the books yeah. to kind of try to scare people. I, I agree. But they're probably not actively. Well, I think. I mean, if you, okay, if you find glue in someone's house, you're going to find plenty yeah. of it in mine. Sure. I How mean, do you know if you're sniffing it? That's what I say. You don't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> that's a very good point. I think that glue sniffing, to me, is like, how you begin your trail to meth addict, you know, and right. like that's like an eighth grade dangerous activity. I'm sniffing glue. It makes me feel bad. You progress on, you know, to sooner or later, you're, that your path? <laughs> you're turning favors at a truck stop, you know, to get meth. And that's just how it works for me. No, I've never, I've never was a, a sniffer, a okay. glue sniffer. I can, I have a horrible sense of smell anyway. So I don't think it would be for me. Well, no, you don't have to smell it yeah. to get high, do you? No, you don't have like, to. Like you just have to inhale the fumes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, inhale, smell, it's all the same thing to me. Well, I think of smell as like, ooh, that pie smells good, or right. I smell the steak on the grill. Yeah. If you don't have a very acute sense of smell, you can still inhale the fumes yeah. and get high. I guess that's yeah, where I was right. going from. Oh, I, I think of saying. smelling as yeah. like, you know, an aroma. Yeah, I but get yeah, what you're yeah. yeah, maybe that's why I'm no good at sniffing glue <laughs> or spray paint or anything. You just stuff. didn't see the appeal. Yeah, huffing is what they call it, <laughs> and, and I don't think it's... It ain't for me. I remember when I was a kid, I told my mom how good gas smelled. Yeah, right. And she immediately told me, "Don't it does, yeah. but don't sniff it. Everybody knows die. gas smells great. Because yeah. 
I know I knew a little girl in high school who would go take the cap off of her dad's truck and smell it. Sure. And she died, and you will die there if you, you go. smell gasoline. That's a great way to scare your kid. You know? It worked. It worked yeah. on me. Well, yeah, I, I would have it ain't my thing. So never has been. When I was a kid, you could get like trucker speed at the gas station, basically. <laughs> you know, like yes. all these like, you know, caffeine or Max alerts, or yellow, yeah. yeah, yellow jackets, and all that stuff. That's what people were doing back then. Not me, never mm-hmm. my thing. So, <laughs> now let's move on to a Florida man since we're talking about drugs. Florida authorities said they found cocaine and methamphetamine wrapped around a man's penis during a traffic stop, but the man denied the drugs were his. <laughs> yeah. Sheriff's deputies said they stopped a vehicle driving without its lights on at 4 a.m. last Saturday. WFLA-TV reports the driver was arrested on charges of DUI and marijuana possession. Authorities said they found a gun under the passenger seat while searching the car and discovered drugs while searching the passenger. The man said the <laughs> drug On his penis. <laughs> <laughs> the man said the drugs were not his, but didn't say who the drugs belonged to, according to the arrest report. And that's all of that article. I thought it would be longer because this is an AP News article. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, hey, those aren't mine that <laughs> are wrapped around my penis. I mean, I'm sure he's telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, come I, on. Yeah. Hasn't it happened Sometimes to us all? strangers come up to me and say, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you please wrap my drugs around your penis? And I said, sure. I'm sure we've all stepped up to a urinal before, <laughs> pulled our penis out, and there's been like cocaine wrapped around it. That's yeah. happened to all of us. You know, That's just part of being a dude. Yes. Right? Which... You get those uh, those prophylactics yeah. from like other countries like China and such. So I, this may be a little too much. You may want to cut this out. But uh, I've often wondered, I'm strictly through the gate at the urinal, right? Like I unzip, I come through my underwear yes. and I pee, right? Mm-hmm. I have a friend. I'm not going to say his name. He He's a unbutton, unzip, pull my underwear down dude <laughs> at the urinal, right? Like when you were three, yeah, right. your pants all the way down to your ankles. He's a grown man. <laughs> he doesn't pull them down to his ankles. Okay. You know, like you don't. Yeah. His his buttocks isn't exposed yeah, or anything yeah. like that. He's just a over the top of the fence type of guy, uh-huh. and he has to un unbutton. Well, that's a great way for your gun to fall out of the holster. <laughs> so don't do that. I also wear <laughs> traditional boxer shorts for yeah. all the ladies out there who have been wondering. I wear you know, like 1950s style boxer shorts. And so I feel like the navigation channel is a lot easier, mm-hmm. easy access, easier accessed in those as opposed to boxer briefs or bikini briefs, mm-hmm. which I only wear for special occasions. <laughs> so, yeah, that seems like a much more difficult path to navigate, but I don't know. I don't have any experience with those. Hmm. My boys work it out, you know, because I told them. Like, look, you're old enough now. You got to go through the gate when you're peeing, and they got onto it, or they hmm. they caught on real quick. And they sometimes were- I go out the leg hole. <laughs> it's just easier. That was a good one. <laughs> That's a good one.
Well, let's talk about our sponsor, Tiny, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there. And, um, and imagine if you also want to be a sponsor of this show. You Why could, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> you could have your ad read immediately after urinal and how people put their penis through their boxers, <laughs> their underwear. <laughs> a whole conversation on that. that. That's the kind of value we bring to our sponsors. Uh, created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Paris, Louisiana, Cajun Curl is a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on any of that, and anything you choose to put it on, will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it is available at Bowles Fresh Market, on Skyland Boulevard, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, South's Finest Meats, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Girl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Use our promo code, like Jane did, she posted in the Facebook group, EOP10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Let's see if we have any voicemails this week. We absolutely do. All right. Our first voicemail comes from Ms. Jacqueline. Hey, guys. It's Jacqueline. Happy holidays. It's Christmas Day, and I've had some time off work, so I've been a little bored, and I noticed that this uh, is your 200th episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it I is. I completely forgot to mention that at the beginning of this episode. That's our 200th episode. <laughs> it totally is. There Happy we go. Happy anniversary, John. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Seems like a lot longer. <laughs> Man, I had no idea Me that this stupid show <laughs> would go for 200 episodes. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, credit to us. I mean, really. other than my marriage... I think this is the longest I've ever stuck with anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, credit to us for putting out for putting out Yeah, baby. Podcast every week. Quality forever. content. Yeah. For this long. It generally quality. <laughs> I read a statistic. Most podcasts don't make it to episode 30. Oh, wow. And we completely dominated that. Boy, this thing ought to take off anytime. <laughs> you know? We're, we're going to the moon. Yeah. And uh, the also the end of 2021. So to commemorate, I wrote a little poem. <laughs> 2021. What an odd year it has been. From failed insurrections to real UFO scenes. Tony wants a cyber truck and a sex robot to please. But all John needs to make him happy is more pimento cheese. <laughs> Too many public poopers and stories about Florida man. But friends I've made on Discord, like Chris, Nicole, and Stan. Tiny's dog died just like old Yeller. Perhaps it was punishment for his joke about Helen Keller. 
John helped the Secret Service to ruin a scammer's day. A stripper's monkey bit a kid, but it was funny, so it was okay. <laughs> I learned that visiting Waffle House is something that I need, and afterwards I'll get a snack at the new Taco Bell Mead. People were attacked this year by otters, beavers, and squirrel. I wonder if all those animals go good with Cajun curl. 200 episodes down, many more spots to fill. Will we all be listening? I'll bet you we McWill. <laughs> anyway, that's my poem. Uh, hope you guys are having a great time. Hope you have a really good 2022. And I will talk to you later. Bye. That is absolutely beautiful. Jack, 100% more creative than we would ever be. I'm immediately going to go to Hobby Lobby and get that on a plaque and put it right beside my footprints in the sand picture. I was thinking of getting it tattooed on my rib cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. I didn't realize it's been 20 or 200 episodes. And... So there we go. That's amazing. That was a great poll. That was I mean, a good really, poem. It really hit all the highlights. Know. You know? For anyone who don't, who's like maybe new to the show, that's like a perfect little yeah, your artistic primer. encapsulation yeah. of what this show is about. Yeah. And then we've also got a voicemail from Waylon. Hey guys, this is Waylon. Um, about that uh, flamethrower, the XM42 light flamethrower. It only shoots for like 0.3. Well, no, it only holds 0.3 gallons and only shoots for like 24 seconds. So that Florida man really didn't shoot for that long. You have to keep refilling it. Anyways, uh, like the show. Bye-bye. Man, what's, well, look, the, what's the point of having a flamethrower that shoots for 24 seconds? I will say this. When I was in fourth grade, we learned about the Wright brothers and their first flight. And it was 11 seconds long, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I remember somebody made a joke like 11 seconds, you know, that's like how much I can jump off the ground or whatever, you know, like it wasn't nothing. And the teacher, Miss Godfrey, made everybody close their eyes and she counted to 11, you know, using Mississippi, the standard time measurements. And it was a lot longer. It felt a lot longer than you perceive it to be. Right. So 24 seconds with a flame is a pretty good, you could cook a car with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I guess, but from my point of view, like I'm not going to pay seven grand. Oh no! I forget, yeah, I forget how much. I think we looked it up. It's yeah. not cheap. No, yeah. And I mean, I, I, look, look, a lighter and a can of bug spray <laughs> it works just fine. <laughs> like kids, your super soaker filled with lighter fluid and tiki torch <laughs> will shoot way further right. and way longer than yeah. this thing will. Sure, you know the plastic barrel will melt, but don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Should I should I even say? No, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> teaching kids like how to become terrorists or anything. Yeah. I may or may not share a story about a homemade flamethrower in the patron okay. section. Okay. So All right. If you give us five dollars, we're willing to endanger children. <laughs> if you're a child, get permission from your parents before you sign up. Yes. Yeah. That'll that will do it for voicemails. We have one question, okay, John. And now it's time for ask John questions about stuff. Look, I haven't been active in Discord in a while, and I want to apologize to everybody. Mm-hmm. I've just been overwhelmed lately, so I, I'm going to get back on it. All right, 
2022. That's right. It's a new year. That's, uh, I, that's my resolution. <laughs> you know, my resolution <laughs> last year about, because I really don't make a resolution to about middle of the year, uh-huh. was to be more thoughtful. And so now my new resolution is going to be more active on Discord. Let me say this. Don't hold me to that, though. <laughs> my brother-in-law, he has like a random 18-year-old kid living in his basement okay. right now. All right. A young family <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he was over for Christmas, right? Yeah. And he was telling me all about TikTok. Yeah. And he uh, somehow I got to talking about the podcast. And he was like, I showed him some clips, like from way back in the yeah. day when I put more work into the show and I actually put together like some minute clips, you know. Right. And he was all like, "Dude, you should uh, you should take some of your Patreon money and like do some advertisements on TikTok." There you go. And he totally had me convinced. But then later, I thought, "Why am I listening to an eighteen-year-old kid <laughs> living in my brother-in-law's basement? Why am I listening to him for advice?" <laughs> so, <laughs> that one question we have—bring <laughs> it back to the question. <laughs> uh, this our, our one and only question comes from that Sar Babo. What is the biggest thing you have ever hit with a car? Um, I for me, like uh, a possum. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't hit. A lot. Now, my best friend Paul hit a cow one time, you know? Yeah. But I've only hit just your standard Alabama roadkill type animals, maybe an armadillo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing I've ever hit was my dad's mailbox. Okay. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I, well, I mean, I, I did have a fender bender one time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, another car would probably be the correct answer. Right. Yeah. My mind went to animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've not, not hit a lot of animals. Considering all the deer around here, uh, it's a wonder. Not I was about to say, wood. I've never hit an animal that I had to stop. Yeah, right. You know, I've, uh, yeah. every animal I've ever killed with my vehicle, I was able to just keep trucking yeah, keep going. Right. and not even I hit a cat one time and I did stop to see if it was alive because it did this like spin around move in the road and it yeah. kind of ran off. And I was like, well, that's probably somebody's pet because I was near a bunch of homes. Mm-hmm. And I went back. And, and, and only cats that are people's pets matter. No, well, like we don't no. care about stray cats. I went back. It had a collar on it. You know? Okay. But then I was like, well, I can't break the news to whoever this was. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> I don't have the heart to call me like, hey, I just ran over your cat. Like, I couldn't. How do you make that call to somebody? This is how I would make the call. <laughs> First of all, I would ask to see the man of the house. <laughs> Then my next sentence would be like, dude, I did you a huge favor. I killed your wife's cat. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I could I was like, man, they're gonna be like kids crying. You know, like this is the man that killed little nippers, you know. I'm standing on their porch or whatever. Like, I couldn't do it. I was just like, well, they'll figure it out sooner or later. Listen, buzzards gotta eat too. I, I did little nippers a favor. <laughs> He told me about his living conditions here, and he begged me to kill him. Yeah, like really, the cat ran out in front of me. Yeah. I had a death wish. You know, I wasn't out there trying to kill a cat. Uh, yeah. Know? Yeah. I, but Maybe if you took better care of your cat, yeah, you would have hey. been begging for the sweet release of death. <laughs> he met the tire of a Toyota Camry, mm-hmm. and he, but he like, he, like, flipped around. He did like a 360 spin. I called him, you know, like, I guess in the head, shoulder area. <laughs> and then he ran off the side of the road, and mm-hmm. like I could see him like bounding back up the road. By the time I got turned around and back to him, 
he's laying down and he was dead. Mm-hmm. At least I assume he was dead. Maybe he made a recovery. Maybe he was playing possum. I don't know. <laughs> you know, little nippers may be still alive today. Maybe some dude in Florida is like paying some woman to change his diapers. <laughs> you never know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not doing it for this free show. Yeah, I, that was it. I'm, I'm a horrible human being. I killed someone's animal. I didn't have the heart to tell them. One thing we need to do before we end the show, though, is we need to thank our patrons, John. That's right. We thank each and every one of you. All of them. We are going to thank, as soon as I can log into my account. (laughs) We want to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. We thank you all so much for sticking with it. Man, 2021, you know, another year, 200 episodes 200 episodes, man, like, with ease. (laughs) We hope you're with us for the next 200. Yes. Yes. It's all thanks to y'all. That's right. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you get get in at the $5 tier, you will get a patron, what do we call this thing? We, you will get access to a patrons-only extension at the end of every show, and we also occasionally do exclusive shows just That's for right. the patrons. Just for fun. That is patreon.com slash earthoddity, extend your oddity. There you go. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? I have a story about a nurse who got in, a little naughty nurse. She got into <laughs> some trouble. <laughs> I have a story... Let's just say it's an extremely Canadian story. My story's from Canada, too, by the way. All right. You know? So shout out to Canada. Yeah. Shout out to Jacqueline. Don't let Florida man steal all the glory. Canada brought it this week. They did. I mean, they came hard. No pun intended. (laughs) For those who are going to hear my story. (laughs) You got anything else? Nope, that's it. You have been listening to Earth Audio Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those platforms. Everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity, underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art. You can check that out on underscore dot earth. Underscore Earth Oddity <laughs> on Instagram. Thought he having a stroke. Everybody, <laughs> say, everybody's listening. I tell to you, you what, my stroke. weekend in Ann Arbor snooping glue has not been good for me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we have a Discord link in the show notes, and we have a phone number. That's right. The phone number is six six two four nine three two zero five nine. That's six six two four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everyone has an excellent week, and we hope everyone has a wonderful new year coming up. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.
right, everybody. Thank you so much, patrons, for joining us for the patron show. What do we got? Well, I mean, we teased it earlier, but...